Welcome to the Champions of Change, the Movement for Modern Life podcast. I'm Kat Farrance, founder of Movement for Modern Life, known as the Netflix of yoga. In this podcast, I'm exploring the ways and speaking to the people who can help us all to move freely towards a happy, healthy and sustainable life. We're taking yoga off the mat. We're meeting teachers, experts and those who can inspire us in a variety of different fields. And we'll find out how we can all be champions of our own change. I really do hope you enjoy and do head over to movementformodernlife.com to check out our classes with our incredible range of teachers and find out more about our community. Okay, so welcome to our first podcast of 2020. And I am Kat Farrance. I'm founder of Movement for Modern Life. And today I want to talk about the small steps that make all the difference in our lives. Because basically life is pretty overwhelming. It's full on. It's busy. It's, um, it's a roller coaster. And there's so much information. There's so much news out there. There's so much stuff that sometimes, well, I don't know about you, but I just sometimes feel paralyzed by it all. Um, so... Basically, I wanted to talk with Raki, who, well, we work together and we're friends now and we're on the yoga journey together and we wanted to talk through the things that both me and her are doing this January, which are really making the difference and are setting the tone for the whole year and how we can basically not feel that overwhelmed. So, hi, Raki. Hi, Kat. How are you? Good. Yes. Getting getting used to January. I know, right? Whole new decade. Whole new decade. Um, and this one, like everyone, has has dawned in January a bit a bit cold and dark and um but with lots of things that um that, that we want to do, I guess. Lots of um energy, but still um just that can feel a bit overwhelming, really. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's how that's how it is, I suppose, at the beginning of the year, and especially at the beginning of the year, I also feel a bit overwhelmed. With um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of um, pressure to set goals and all the rest of it, and we're just like, oh man, you know, it's, it it can feel too much. But Racky, before we get stuck in, so that's where we're going to go. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how we're coping and our little tools that we've got for dealing with life when it gets busy, when it gets stressful. And we're also going to talk about the goals that we are setting in a very sort of, in a very small way and how we can break them down and make things a bit more manageable and how we can even break away from the concepts of goals possibly. But before we get stuck in, tell us a bit about yourself, Raki. So I, um, I've never had a big, massive, uh, overview and, and plan just, just talking about, um, goals. So my journey has all been about, uh, small steps. Uh, so I, I started yoga, oh, a long time ago, I think mm. probably about 20, 25, 28 years ago, a long, I, I keep changing that date because it, it it's making me feel and sound old now. Um, so I started yoga when I was at 
university and I, I, I did a degree in English and Spanish and came out of university mm. uh, fully equipped for, for the world and life um, with, with, that, um, with those subjects. And I didn't really know what, what I wanted to do, but, but I had a real interest in working with young people and in creativity and the arts. And I very quickly found myself um, setting up an arts organisation um, with, uh, with my partner. And, and so we've, we've ended that for 23 years. So, and, and there was no massive plan it was just something we were introduced through friends and it was something that we were going to do for six weeks. Um, I didn't really know him then and we were just going to do this thing. I just finished at college and 23 years later, I said, mm, I think it's time for a new adventure. So that really was a, a process of uh, taking small steps and, and I find change really difficult um, and challenging and Obviously, having done something for for twenty three years, it was quite tricky to know how to navigate the changes that would would take me out of that. I knew it was time to uh, move on, but just trying to figure out what next, and mm. um, and, and in fact, what next did um, eventually lead me to movement for modern life. I I knew that yoga had always been a part of what really helped me and supported me. And mm-hmm. so I, I thought, well, I've got a little bit of time off. I'll do some yoga teacher training. I've always really enjoyed writing. Well, as I said, the arts were at, at the core of what I, I loved and, and still do. And so I started my teacher training. I, I, I applied to work with Movement for Modern Life, I think, mm-hmm. for for a month um, <laughs> yes, you did. And, it, and a bit like <laughs> last time when it was <laughs> something we were doing for six weeks um well over a year later I'm mm. still here uh, and absolutely loving it so I I edit the blog I put together the courses and um and having trained completed my yoga teacher training I, I find myself working with young people again mm. um which is also something i i loved and i am also getting some arts funding and, and actually looking at the interface between the arts creativity and, and yoga got some funding to work with people that might not otherwise encounter yoga or come across it um and so um Although I have taken uh, the plunge and made a change, um, I found that my small steps have, have also, um, well, not exactly led me around in a full circle, but it's, it's great to be able to integrate what I love um, and bring all those strands together in, in a different, different form. So whilst change is scary um, and I, I still battle with it, actually, it, I found it. Um, it can it can be such a, such a good tonic um, too. So yeah, that's 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 who I am. Well, thank goodness you did apply for that intern role, the most overqualified intern I've ever seen. <laughs> um, scarily, when when you take somebody on who's more qualified than you are, but um, that 
is what learning is all about. So I think I've learned an awful lot from you, Raki, and from your wealth of yoga experience, life experience, setting up business experience and energy. Um, so, uh, yeah, good combo. Good combo. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and I'll um, introduce myself a, a little bit. So I started off on probably the wrong route. I've been a, a lawyer for for many years. I was a lawyer for 12 years in the city. And uh, the ridiculous thing is I always knew that I was in the wrong job. And I always knew that I wasn't very happy. But I sort of thought that that's how life was. I thought that, well, life is hard. You need to make a living. Who's happy in their jobs? You know, I wasn't sort of um, brought up to think that you necessarily, happiness is something that is a thing to go for. It's just, well, you know, you're very lucky to earn a living kind of thing, um, which I was. And I did learn very many lessons, but I also learned that I definitely didn't want to be a lawyer. But at the same time as doing this, I, um, as well, at the same time as training for a lawyer, I did a yoga teacher training because yoga is something that has also been part of my life since I was 18, um, just a couple of years ago. <laughs> so um, it's something which is always spoken to me. It's been something which has fascinated me and it sort of hits a point in me which nothing else does. It really, it, it, it's the thing that most easily gets me to reach a certain place of feeling in my body, feeling in my mind. And it does that consistently every time, which is the reason why I practice, even though sometimes it feels like a bit of a pain to get my creaky body on the mat. But when I do, I just feel better. So that is the reason for doing it. <laughs> so I was a lawyer for all those years. And then I had a horrible car crash so I lost all my mobility so my me the meaning of yoga to me completely changed it's because I used to be the very bendy the very dynamic the ashtanga person and then I couldn't move for I was immobile for about six months so I had to completely change my um, definition of yoga and actually it was how yoga helped me to recover that made me realize oh my goodness it's not it's not just a mood changing tool it's also a healing tool a really healing um and the breath work got to me so um that was amazing and then I was lucky enough to experience a very sudden divorce my husband um just walked out on me out of the blue after 16 years which all which at the time was just grotty it was horrible you know it was sort of earth-shatteringly grim but again I found that yoga was a really good tool to kind of get the tears out to get the grief moving and to help me move on and um, it was those events and then realizing I sat at my desk in the law firm after all of these things had happened and I thought yeah, really <laughs> so so then um, I just went off on a little vision quest and after that, various things happened, and I realized that getting people the tools to uh, to have the experiences that I've had with the teachers that I've had, and that for me is the most important thing because, you know, at the time, it was seven years ago now, there were, you know, there were teachers on YouTube, but they tended to be the teachers who needed to get out there, so they were sort of the newer teachers or the, 
you know, people who didn't quite have the depth of experience as the teachers who I'd been lucky enough to practice with all my life. And I just thought, oh my goodness, people are needing the real deal. They're not wanting these um, people who, you know, they, they were... And I always say, well, they're probably as good as I was as a yoga teacher because I was a yoga teacher, but I was a rubbish one. <laughs> and that's the reason why I knew that I shouldn't be a yoga teacher because, you know what, even though I've done the practice and I love the practice, I'm not a teacher of it. So there are luckily people who are. So I just wanted to get them out there. So that is my story of how I founded Movement for Modern Life. I just thought that everybody needed these very impressive healing tools in their life, in their daily life, and being able to make it accessible and easy. But they needed to be with the good people, with the with the people who've made a difference. So that was how that began. And I think when I first read through your story, and I think it was at the time I was thinking of making some some changes. And in fact I um I read a blog post you'd written and it it really helped me to to read about your journey and the, and the tools you had had used and I think I oh. you know I was doing the scared rabbit in the headlines I can't yeah. make a change because it's oh, yeah. a bit scary and I just know what I know and stepping mm. into the unknown felt um oh it's terrifying yeah, absolutely. Even if, even when you know that it's it's the right thing, mm. um, I think leaving that safety net of what you do know, what yeah, what you feel you are good at, and um, and I know in your case you've been working as a lawyer a long time, so that you know there would have been that safety mm. around that. And, oh, and absolutely! And all the stories you tell yourself and the things that you build up, because you build up a whole life around your own stories, don't you? And the things that you need. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and actually then, and just, and, you know, and I think when I made that change, I was thinking, oh, I'm getting older and what, what am I going to do? And, and, but, but I knew it was really important. I wanted mm. to work in a way that was more flexible. I still wanted to work with people. But actually just, just reading about the tools you'd used and in fact that you'd you'd had the courage to to make that change and I know in in, in your case some of the change was was thrust upon you and it, mm. it, it wasn't all of your own volition and yet and yet it when I read your story it read to me like you, although these things had happened that you didn't instigate you were able to also find something to support you to navigate through that change as well as then using those tools to make the changes you want to make so uh, yeah I found it incredibly useful and I thought yeah I can, <laughs> I can I can I can make make those steps as well oh yeah that's so nice and that's kind of the thing isn't it it's just to inspire other people because I wish I'd had somebody to inspire me earlier frankly because I really didn't need to spend 12 years proving to myself I didn't enjoy doing something I wish I'd have been able to have had that little bit of inspiration that little bit of it's okay it's scary but you can do it which is kind of what life is about and as you get a bit older I'm sure you probably agree Raki because You've also run your own venture and, you know, well, obviously that's a very scary thing intrinsically. There is no safety net in running your own, in your own thing. So, but once you kind of get a bit older, you, you learn that actually a safety net is a little bit, it's over, 
you, you don't need it, really. Like, there is no need for a safety net. It's just something that we all think about that we do need when we're a bit younger. We think that life needs to be safe. And, and it's not always about those big changes, is it? I think whilst, yeah. whilst I was yeah. um, running um, an organisation over all those years, it, it, you know, the, when I left wasn't the first time I became slightly disenchanted or knew it was something needed to change. And so all, you know, through those 23 years, we, we made loads of changes. And I think every time I, I felt that it was time for a change, it was always scary. But even when I knew I, I was fundamentally doing the right thing at the right place, but I needed to change, there are still small changes and ways you can do do that without it you know you don't have to throw the baby away with the bathwater. um yeah yeah I think that's uh, yeah I think that's right it's um much better much better to just make the small incremental stages of change and and I, I, I'm sure you you find that with movement for modern life as well that every now and then you have to shift and change and something else shifts and change mm. changes and you, and you need to learn to roll with it and and I guess there are all those tools that that you do fall back on and you do sometimes think oh will they work but they really do work don't they they really. Yeah, so let's so so shall we dig into those because um, let, let, let's give folks something a little practical. If there's anyone listening and interested in, you know, what is it? What are the things that we can do which might be able to help us? Um, well, there are some practical steps, really, aren't there, that we can all take and make. And um, for me. No, so we, we can kind of exchange notes, can't we? Um, for me, um, it was yoga nidra. It was my yoga nidra practice that enabled me to, because obviously when you leave something to do something else, you need to decide what you want to do. And obviously that's always the biggest step, isn't it? It's work out what you want to do and then do it really are the only two things. But working out what you want to do is such a big thing. And it's about, and it's about quietening yourself and getting to know yourself, getting to know who you really are, what's really going to make a difference in your life and how you can make a difference to others. And that is only something that you can come up with. Um, and in my experience, it was something that my yoga nidra practice really, really helped with. Yoga nidra is yogic sleep. So it's not the dashing around kind of yoga. It's literally you lie down and you are guided you are guided through um, visual, it's not visual, visualization practices of relaxation where you can relax to this level that your body just, um, where you start to really get to know yourself. And I think you can only really start to make small changes in your life or get to, to know what your goal is or set your intentions when you, when you really become a bit more peaceful with who you are and get to know who you are. Um, and that, yeah, for me, the yoga nidra was so useful. And obviously, Movement for Modern Life has got some lovely yoga nidra practices that you can check out um, if uh, if you'd like to. But what, what was it for you, Raki? What, what what little things helped you along the way? Well, I think it, in a, in a similar way to the the yoga nidra, I I did a lot of. Um, 
journaling I suppose um mm. is the catch-all term but but I I write um morning pages and I combine that with meditation so I I I do meditation for 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 10 to 20 minutes every morning and mm. and and I wrote three three pages of whatever junk was in my mind and it, it and the oh, two wow. worked really well together um because <laughs> when you sit a lot of the mm. stuff comes out and actually then having time to just write it down and a lot of it is junk sometimes there's brilliant mm. inspiration mm-hmm. um and and sometimes there's loads of resistance and and it does feel like a slightly weird thing to do as well um but I, I did begin to rely on that um and and I, I lapsed but generally for for many years I've been doing that and I think things become really clear and I think it, it it's a similar tool to yoga nidra it's not dashing around um but it is quieting and and actually listening to what's really going on because I think mm. you know we we do know deep down um, what we need to do or what might be bothering us. And sometimes actually articulating that is so, so scary. So mm. um, that's, that's what I, I did. And, um, and then recently I've been like trying to journal in different ways, but that, that was my basic tool was just writing. Journaling. And, yeah. Right. And writing three pages of, of whatever. And, and oh, sometimes it is just, such guff isn't like the rubbish well, like, that comes out of your head first thing so, in the morning. So, so so let's dig into that a little bit because I'm I'm curious that's I I'm, I've never really been a journaler I've started I I journaled little bits but not really so how how does it work out how do you do it so I what are the, the precise steps that folks can sort of you know learn from I I have a notebook um, mm. that sits beside my bed, and, right. and when I when I get up, and I've tried this both ways around, but I either um, sit with um, and meditate, um, and generally it's between fifteen to twenty minutes. It, often it's ten, sometimes mm. it's five. It depends on what's going on, and then I take out my um, notebook and I put pen to paper, and I. I just write. And when I started, it was, I was writing, this is really silly. I don't know what to say, mm-hmm. but things, things do happen and things do occur to you. And, and I write three pages. It's a, it's just a regular size exercise book. Um, and, and that's what I do. Sometimes I, I time it when, when I know I'm busy and I only have a certain amount of time and I write what I write, but, but generally it's three pages of mm. what, and quite often it, I, I I end up making a list of what I need to do that day, but I, I do remember things that way as well. So it's um, you do need to set aside the time in in the morning, and um, I think this can sometimes be a real challenge is to find the time for um, for these practices that really support us. So mm. you know, it's I can't say that you don't need to dedicate any time to it. I think my my mornings are just become longer and longer as I've then added in yoga as as well but but it's um it, it can you know it can be done within 15, uh, 15 to 20 minutes um and and that that's literally if you, you, you can when you run out of inspiration just um just keep just keep writing even if it's I don't know what to say because 
soon you will. Do you, do, do you literally write that? You literally write, I yeah. don't know what to say. Yep, I literally wow. write that. Um, <laughs> or this is really stupid. Or I must be insane. Well, whatever, whatever is coming through. And, and in a way, it's, it is a form of meditation because with meditation, you're often observing those thoughts and you're, you're seeing what arises and, and, and making space for what arises. And, yeah. and this is doing that, but right. on paper. I see. Wow, that's really, really fascinating. Um, okay, so that's journaling for me, yoga nidra. Another thing that I, you know, if we're talking about the things that consistently take us back to our happy place that keep us on track, that enable us to be who we really are. Because, you know, I, you know what, I really, really don't believe, and I think that you agree with me, Raki, we've spoken about this, but there's no self-improvement to be had. Like there is no version, there's no best version of yourself. It's just sort of uncovering the real you, mm. which is on, yeah. you know, the real us, which is on under all the layers of socialization and the boundaries and the stuff in our heads and the stuff that we think that we should be and the coulds and the woods and the, you know, just the real us, that's all there is. <laughs> so it's like, so for me, it's finding the practice that consistently get me back to that me. And um, for me, a real non-negotiable has been um, taking walks in nature and I'm a massive walker, but for me, it's being in nature and I've moved further and further out um, away from London as time has gone on um, to live somewhere where I can be more in tune with the seasons, with the rhythms, with nature, because I feel that it just can, it consistently makes me, um, just brings me a, a lot of just inner joy and happiness and a reminder of what we should be doing at different times of year, I think as well, is so important. Um, because again, we can make the mistake that in our society, you know, Monday to Friday is the same every day of the year. And it just isn't. If you look outside, it's every single day is a very different day and we should respond to it very differently. <laughs> and, and I think that's so true where, wherever we we live and mm, I'm yes. still living slap bang in the middle of London but but I've really recently been taking notice of of things like mm. seasonal changes and 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 this time of year we we started out by saying oh January overwhelmed mm. but but it but it is something to do with it being the the very depth of winter mm. it's it's a time where we it's a time for us to to nourish and nurture ourselves um as as it's not really about getting out and doing bigger and better mm. it's really doing what we're talking about isn't it mm. and getting figuring out what it is we we really want what direction we want to move mm -hmm. into and and then nurturing and nourishing that through quiet and mm. rest and and I think that goes back to what you were saying about yoga nidra and the walking in nature these are all things that really help us to nurture and nourish and it's not about you know we we probably don't want to start January with running a, a marathon um really in in when we are feeling a little bit sluggish or overwhelmed mm -hmm. but rather to figure out what it is we we do want so mm. I can see that 
being really close to nature helps with that stilling and 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 as you said getting back to to yourself because we we're a part of nature aren't we rather than apart well that's it yeah absolutely we are nature (laughs) in a way we can't get out into nature you're absolutely right we are nature Um, and are there any other practices yeah. for you? Yeah, so, so the big game changer for me I discovered maybe five years ago was a gratitude practice. And actually, I started my gratitude practice very formally in a similar way to your journaling, but I'm afraid that I don't have that. Um, I never got into the right, you know, the writing mm. thing so much. But with gratitude, I did. But what I did was I literally wrote down three bullet points every morning and every evening, which were things that I was grateful for. And it started off by being, and I remember thinking, oh my goodness, after I've been thankful for my house and my family and my friends, am I going to be repeating myself every day? And so I did for the first bit, for the first sort of maybe couple of months, I was just repeating, you know, and thank goodness, oh God, this is rubbish. And then... (laughs) things started to dawn on me. My gratitude practice started to get deeper, which is I started to discover that there were silly little things that enabled other things to work. These sort of intricate web of life started to sort of opened up. It sounds a bit daft, but just the fact of, oh, I'm grateful for my house. Well, hang on, let's dig into that. What does that mean? That means that somebody has laid the foundations for it. There's been somebody who's driven on the road. There's been somebody who has actually, there's been a builder and we're grateful for them. And, you know, all of the different bits of each part of life, you know, can be broken down into so many intricate elements. And, you know, I'm grateful for the fact that we have central heating at this time of year, but also the, my warm clothes. And then I look at my warm clothes and I think, oh my goodness, a sheep has actually been involved in this process because I'm wearing wool. And thank you to that sheep, whoever you were, you know, because that's a real, um, that's a real person. That's a real thing that has actually had its entire life affected in order for me to have warmth. And then you think of the scale of that because, you know, in the shop there were hundreds of jumpers like this. And then I think, oh, my goodness, and all of those. She- so it's a sort of awareness. It's, for me, it's become an awareness practice as well as gratitude practice, awareness of all of the different constituent elements that are involved in everything. And it makes me so thankful for every tiny little thing that's involved in each process like nothing happens by magic. And I suppose you realize that um, when you run a small business as well, like, you know, all these little things, they, somebody has to do them all, you know, whenever anyone comes up with an idea, somebody then has to do it. And I think the thing about gratitude is it then becomes a muscle. So I started off doing it three times, doing these three bullet points twice a day. And then I started to do it during my walks. And then it just sort of became something that became quite natural to me. And I just sort of started to notice more and become more grateful just randomly in the course of the day. So now I don't do the written down practice, but I sure make sure my mind during my meditation, during my yoga, during my 
um, walks. And and then it just happens, you know, uncovers during the course of the day, the gratitude will just pop up and you just think, oh, thank goodness I've got Raki who's able to help out with all of these things that I'm absolutely useless at. And, you know, just really having a heartfelt sense that, we're, we are connected. We're connected to everything and everybody else because that's really what gratitude is. It's just a knowing that we're all, great, we're all connected to each other. Nobody's on their own. We're all reliant on each other. And we're also flipping lucky. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what and, and, and I think that's really striking. I think um, having spent time with you now that, I've really noticed that, um, that that this gratitude really does shine shine through from you, and I I hear it all the time. The things you are gratitude, a uh, great gratitude, <laughs> grateful <laughs> for, yeah. um, but yeah. also how it's a, it's a positive thing. So even when you know something is challenging mm-hmm. um and it's it's not about putting the blinkers on but I, I really see you really exploring those challenges from a, a really positive place and I think it's it, it's come through from from the gratitude um practice and I know this is something we've we've talked about um and and it is something that I think um it's, it's definitely going on my list of, of small steps I'm, I'm going to be taking because I, I, I don't have a, a very formal gratitude practice, mm. but, but actually he- hearing you talk about it, I can see how, as you said, it's been a, it's been a game changer. It's certainly, I, I guess, yeah. been a, a complete shift um, in, in attitude to how you, you face things, including the most challenging of challenges, um, which oh. is which is remarkable, I think. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think it has made a difference. It's, um, I think it does make you, it just as a fact, like reminding yourself how lucky we are. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're really lucky. <laughs> and um, it's just a reminder that we're only here by the grace of whatever. There's no guarantees. And it's so nice to put it all into context. And it does make you happier. It does make you, it makes me happier, for sure. It's definitely changed how I feel. I I don't really, I used to have bouts of um, depression. I don't know if it can help with, you know, clinical depression. My mind was sort of just feeling unhappy. But I think the gratitude really has lifted me immensely. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do recommend it, and I'm glad that you're taking it as some small steps for this year. Yeah, so, Raki, I'd love to hear um, about small steps and what what you're doing this year. Which is, what are the things which are going to help with the overwhelm overload? So my the sort of main thing which <laughs> sounds like a very little shift but I think it's going to be massive is um well I was going to say it's, it's about getting more sleep but it isn't really it's about shifting uh my routine and I'm going to try and go to to bed a bit 
earlier um, and try and get up earlier, which is around, I think it's, it's about making a bit more time about for those things that, that are really important. Cause I think it's, um, it's very easy to just lapse into, um, I, well, I do. I just, I don't know what happens in the evenings, but I, I've, I've talked about my morning routine. I'm quite disciplined about that. Um, mm. and not, not the same with an evening you don't, routine. You don't have an evening routine at the moment. No, so, so I'm going so, to... So how do you see that it might um, develop your evening routine? Well, I, I think that I'm going to start by, you know, having a, a cut-off time for yeah. all devices and electronics and, um, and, and actually I'm going to get into, um, into bed a bit earlier. And I, I, I did end up sort of developing a habit of listening to the radio podcast in bed, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give that some dedicated mm. time during the the day or the evening and and mm. in fact I think my evening routine may um may reflect my morning routine a little bit and I might nice. have a small um short period of meditation but I thought this is a brilliant um brilliant time brilliant place to bring in uh, a gratitude practice and mm. when I was um writing about gratitude for for the blogs and I read loads of uh, research and um and I read that you know having a gratitude practice helps you to sleep better um oh, and have much better quality sleep so I thought well I'll pair those two and and do that um do that just just before bed so that's that's what I'm going to to try but alongside the the going to bed early which is the, the kind of really practical shift I think mm. um you know I think I'm going to to just try and be be more positive be mm. consistent I, I I'm, I'm great at coming up with big ideas <laughs> and grand schemes and and a lot of them do do um do happen but they don't all happen I think the thing that makes things happen is consistency and mm. just going at it and being positive when things you know you get a knock back mm. um and, and, be, and being courageous as well I think sometimes oh, I being courageous I, that's good yeah I think I'm very good at talking myself out of things even before mm. I get started so mm. I think um I think those those are my um well, they're not really goals, but but yes, yeah, so that very they're, small... they're, they're really good intentions for yeah. ways in which to run the year, and uh, having a conscious intention of say being cr- courageous, I I love because it's uh, you know going to bed early. Well, that's something that is a uh, you know very doable Quite pedestrian, goal. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but also it's a kind of goal which you know it's. It's not led by a heartfelt desire for anything other than sort of to live a slightly better quality of life um, in that particular way, whereas, um, you know, which is interesting and is useful. But what I like about being courageous is it's sort of harnessing into a slightly deeper intention of who you are, of the real Raki coming out, of sort of unleashing you, who is this sort of very brave and strident woman in the world who's able to do immense things because you clearly have done in the past and that's who you are but it's channeling it and remembering that's who you are with that conscious intention 
that's um that I think is really powerful mm, and I, I think I think you uh, I really like the way you've phrased that and and really tied that into into intention which I think is is also something that that comes from your yoga nidra practice yeah. doesn't yeah. it do you, what what about you Kat do you yeah. have intentions um <laughs> yeah so um so I do try and step away from goals because goals when they're not achieved can seem well you know the trouble with them is something like sort of losing weight or going to bed at 10 p.m or something like that is if you fall off the wagon then you're off it and then you've kind of got this horrible choice which oh dear I'm a bad person because I haven't done xyz and I said I'd do xyz and then you fall into all of this stuff which is sort of negative stuff to talk about it and I find that um just <laughs> in the past I found it not very helpful so in so now what I do is I do work with uh, intention and my intention for this year is I've got one intention which is to simplify simply simplify and that is where where there are two choices in life you know because often we get these decisions that are sprung upon us and we have to make a choice between them I'm always going to go with the more simple because I think that simple is more effective and I think that like you Raki I can be very interested in the intricacy and the creative and the big grand projects but actually I think often simple is the best and I think that it's something that I ignore and the reason why I ignore the simple possibly is because I'm avoiding something there's there's a sort of escapism in going into the big creative, into the big dreams or something where you should actually just be sorting stuff out very simply. And I don't know if you've heard about the 80-20 rule. Have you heard of that? It's kind of where basically the loads of the good stuff is in the 20% of your life, but you spend 80% uh-huh. doing the other stuff. <laughs> Yes, that yeah. sounds sounds like it. Sounds it familiar, reflects, right? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I going through my diary from last year, which is something I like to do at the beginning of the year. I just sort of like to have a look at how I spent my time, and I go through my diary and have a look at it. And eighty percent of it was spent doing utter nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delighted to inform you. And 20% was spent doing useful stuff that actually made a difference to my life and other people's possibly. And it's just sort of focusing on that 20%, focusing on the more simple stuff, focusing on the, the stuff that's just, uh, it's a little bit easier even. Like the 80% of stuff which is sort of randomly reaching out and doing this and the other and having grand schemes and ideas that don't come together. You think, come on, let's just do this simple. Let's do the 20%. Let's keep life keep life a bit more straightforward and um that's definitely my intention for movement for modern life as well um is to actually just do what we do and do it well and hopefully that will that will be its own thing i think there's something in that um so yeah that's that's my that's my intention of the year just to just to keep simple and I also, um, I'm digging deeper, haha, literally, into the world of permaculture and gardening, which is my new sort of passion. And I'm finding out loads about it. So I'm really, really interested in, um, 
And in finding out more, I've actually already dug up um, a space for a new patch of growing um, in my garden. So I'm increasing my yield. So that's something that I'm interested in for the view of sustainability, because I don't want to necessarily be reliant on other people for my nourishment. I want to be able to to know how to grow, and it's so it feels so good to grow things um, because it feels like there's a connection. It feels very meditative when I start growing things, and then I know that I'm getting really great nutrition because things are coming from my soil with no pesticides. And then I can see the connections in the real world between, you know, how things are working. The plants are real things so and the soil and so yeah just digging deeper into that and digging this new area up in January has been really cathartic for that so um, I'm learning about how to work with the soil and work with the land in a permaculture way which is sort of it's sort of permanent agriculture and I'm, I'm only a learner at this and it's learning how us humans fit in to the world as a whole system. It's a whole systems approach um, rather than just a way of gardening. And I really like that. So yay. More, more uh, for that. Uh, <laughs> and and I think what, what you're saying just um kind of I, I think reflects, in my opinion, the way we should approach our whole life, shouldn't mm. we? As yeah, as a whole systems approach rather yes. than just a a, a quick a quick fix and exactly. I think there's such a temptation isn't there to make these massive seismic shifts yeah. and, and and actually I think making those small shifts is yeah. what results in the big shifts and yeah you can set your compass in, in a direction but unless I don't know unless you can teleport yourself um it, it it's it's not going to to happen as one big massive well, sometimes it does, but I think generally it's the small it's steps. The small steps, sure. No, I think I think you're absolutely right, and it's interesting that the first lesson from permaculture that you um, do, the first thing that you do before you do anything, is to sit quietly and observe. And I think that's so beautiful because, of course, that's what we do in in our yoga practice, and that's what I'm advising. That's what I'm saying um, in the yoga nidra, and that you do. You sit quietly and observe first thing. And having that just as a as an observation, just observe where where is it that we're at, you know. And in permaculture, we're looking well, where what naturally grows here. What's the soil? What's what's here? And I suppose for us, it's what's the real us. Who are we before we head off and we think of these amazing ideas and da 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 travel down the route? Just what's going on today? I think is a is a lovely way to start the day. Um, yeah, and it's about the, doing things in a very small, very simple way um, and trying not to be overwhelmed because, again, something that I'm getting increasingly worried about is climate change, as are many people. Mm. Um, you know, it's all, everything seems incredibly sad and overwhelming and there are big systems at play in the world. You know, the big global economic system is something that you know, I feel very, very small and like I can't really affect anything. But And then that leads to a paralysis around the issues. And I think, oh, sod it. Well, if I'm this tiny thing, what I do doesn't make a difference. But And it's forgetting that 
we really, really do make a massive difference. We make a massive difference to ourselves and to others and to everyone we come across. We impact on each other's lives. And it's remembering that as well, that each of us has the power to impact each other. And also, if if all of us do something very small, then actually it's become something very big. Um, and that, I suppose, is how I feel about um, taking small steps with regards to sustainability. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I, I think it, it, what you said there about being here, what's here is a really useful tool, I think, or a, a useful question mm. for our whole lives. Um, and actually getting really interested with what's what's here now whether it's the people that mm. that you find yourselves around um whether it's looking at things like you, you you're talking about sustainability and culture but um agriculture but also thinking about things like like travel it's mm. it's what's what's here what can you find where you are that that can sustain you and and bring you happiness and joy and I think Mm. it's finding the joy in in the small things and and in what in what we have which which ties in with the gratitude practices as well that it's not about reaching further and beyond and Mm. needing to bring in things from far away or to um really damage what we have for the sake of of something that that um someone else has said is a valid way of of being so i think it's which can be hard because i think we're, we're we seem to be programmed don't we to to kind of want the want the new and the um you know the the, the big flash in the pan but 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 actually I think looking at what's here is the best place to start. I, re- I really like that as a as a motto. Actually. Yeah, right. What, what's here now? What's here now? That's it. And then and the rest of it will sort of come from there. Yeah, and I think it's um, trying not to feel overwhelmed because even I, you know, at the beginning of this year, I uh, I got on my mat um, a couple of days ago. And I was not enjoying my practice at all. And, you know, I really felt very, very, very grumpy throughout it. And then I felt, oh, God, what am I, what am I grumpy about? And I felt grumpy because I was very, I was feeling so overwhelmed um, with all the things to do. And it just, sometimes it just wears on you. And it's that grinding feeling that you're not doing quite enough and that there's so much going on and it can really really wear all of us down and I know something that um, really does overwhelm a lot of folks and me is finding that time to do a daily yoga practice especially when let's not kid ourselves like yeah often yoga does make me feel like there's unicorns and while I'm doing it it's absolutely amazing but often it doesn't. <laughs> often while I'm doing the practice, I'm thinking, oh, gosh, this is creaky. This is not working. Oh, and this. Oh, here we go. We're going to do this. How much longer? Oh, crumbs. And you just go through the practice 
because it's a practice. Yeah. But actually, sometimes it's sometimes it's hard. Do you have that, Raki, or is that just me? <laughs> no, I, I I often have that. I think the the thing that used to stymie me all the time was yeah. for some reason in my head. I thought a yoga practice had to be an hour and a half. Oh, when you did it yourself, well, I and I knew it didn't, but in my head it was like if I don't—that's a real practice. That then I haven't done anything, and I think over the last few years that's been the biggest shift for me is to come to recognise that. it doesn't. Why? Who? Who said it had to be ninety? We're like, where on earth does that? That's just yeah. my own perfectionism. So, yeah. um, and and also that a yoga practice doesn't also need to all take place at the same time on this on that day. You can do five minutes here and ten minutes yeah. there, and you might do something in the morning, something in the evening. Um, yeah. You know, despite every good intention, I don't. I, I I prefer to practice in the mornings, but it doesn't always happen. Um, and so I've I've now come up with something I can do um, last thing at, at night as well because it, it that also mm-hmm. does help me um, sleep better. And it's also trying to really come to terms with the fact that you know a, a, a shorter practice at home may not feel like a 90 minute practice or a workshop when you go elsewhere to do it but actually what you're doing is is incredibly valuable if not more so than the occasional yeah massive big workshop which which might give you a boost for loads of other reasons as well but that actually daily daily acknowledgement of your creaks or just and in fact sometimes you don't even realize you're grumpy till you get to the mat and realize you're yeah right and in fact that's that's your yoga practice giving that to you Um, absolutely and then you can learn to move from it and learn what to do with it Uh, but it's just being it at the moment isn't it which is the good thing um but you're absolutely right it's finding it's finding the five ten minutes in between the day and I think the other thing that lots of folks get unstuck with is they're sort of trying to replicate this sacred space but actually you can just get on with it wherever you are in amongst all the rubble of your life um you know the kids screaming and you know just doing it there and then in your life rather than sort of making a special space for it I think absolutely I think so I think um and I, I, I didn't have much time um, this morning and I, I, I probably will go back and do some more because I, I need to plan some class. But I, I did probably a five minute um, stretch out of kinks and, and I, I just, it reset me. So really five minutes is all you really need. You don't need a special place or space I was I was doing it whilst waiting for the kettle to boil so I think that's brilliant though isn't it it's just finding those tiny little nuggets those micro movements those micro times that we can do it and that's what small steps so with no further ado Raki I want to I want to unleash what we have just done (laughs) what you and I have just created which is Um, our latest course for busy people, for overwhelmed people. We came up with it because life is overwhelming for us all, for both of us, for sure. Um, Because it's busy. 
So this is the small steps course whereby you get a yoga class every day and that class is short. I think it's about 20 minutes every day. Um, but also you get weekly tips on how to live a happy, healthy and more sustainable life. Just little ways that we can all move slowly with each other in the right sort of direction, just to help each other. And it's going to be a bit of a community. So Raki, you and I, we're going to be checking in on Facebook um, once a week to talk about the small steps that we're taking. And we're going to be hearing other people's and hopefully other people can inspire each other on their small steps um, that we can share as well. And um, we're going to have recipe tips for how to be a little bit healthier, how to live life a little bit mind, more mindfully. And hopefully it'll set us all up for the year nicely so that then with these tiny small steps that we can then carry on because we're all going to be in, our, in the usual Facebook community where we, all, um, where we all chat the Movement for Modern Life community for subscribers. We can all um, sort of just keep accountable and keep committed to our tiny, tiny, small steps. So that is what we're doing. And it's going to be really, really exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think one of the best bits about it is, is going to be that focus on, on, on the community and having other people around us also having a go, embarking on this journey. So it's something we can all share together. I think we've um, mentioned what some of our intentions for the year are and and some of the small steps we're taking we've um, shared some of those tools and we've got lots more to share but I think within our movers community that Mm. people have loads of brilliant um, ideas and suggestions and wealth of life experience and and we're hoping to pull all of that because I think we really will be stronger together and 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 really be able to learn from from each other and I think that sense of community and having those friends support us is is such an important part of um of life isn't it that was what you know one of my other key tools is always that like look to your friends ask your friends ask for support so um I think that's going to be really exciting as well and we're we're just going to have short check-ins where we can um, really think about different areas to to explore that we you know we might otherwise not not think about yeah no absolutely um, so I think it's it's going to be something where we can absolutely just support each other and remind ourselves that we're not alone and with tiny small steps we can all get through it that's kind of that's the, the, the kind of thing. You know what? Let's all deal with this new decade in the way that, that is strongest for us all, that's most potent. So we've got the landing page, which is... Um, if it, so we're going to all do this together on the 13th of January. And the landing page is Movement for Modern Life forward slash small steps course. Is that right, Raki? Yes, I will just... Um, it's, yeah, it's forward slash... Okay, so it's forward slash small hyphen steps hyphen course. Movementformodernlife.com forward slash small hyphen steps hyphen course. And that's if you log on before the 13th of January, because we're all going to do it together then. But 
If you're listening to this after the 13th of January and you'd like to join in, you are more than welcome. The course is still open and we're all going to be doing it. And um, you can absolutely do all the classes and do all the practices and join the group anytime after that. And after that, you'll go to movementformodernlife.com forward slash challenges and you'll see it on our challenges page because that'll be open on the challenges page, but it's not quite yet because we're doing pre-registration so we can all get excited about it together. And we can put some of the links, can't we, in the We can put the links in the show notes, indeed. That's exactly what we'll do. So, Raki, I really, really appreciate you. Um, Gosh, well, just in general, of course. But thank you for going through this with me. It's been really inspiring. I've loved hearing about the journaling because the journaling is part of the Small Steps Challenge. And I will be doing that as a new practice because I think it's really cool and exciting to do something a bit new, Um, as well as doing my existing practices and keeping up the new intentions. So, thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. I admire your meditation practice and I I shall I I shall set that as my intention as well. I shall also delve deeper into my meditation practice, which is scrappy, frankly, at the moment. (laughs) So it's sort of learning from each other, and hopefully that's kind of what the whole thing is going to be about. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, thank you, Kat. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I'm really taking on that uh, gratitude practice which um, which I've heard so much about mm. often thought of doing maybe done twice and yeah. not being consistent and um, about consistency absolutely so and and I've got my my intention uh, as well set uh, well and truly for 2020 so oh. so thank you Well, thank you so much. And thank you guys very much for listening. And I hope to see you on the Small Steps Challenge and in our Movers group. All right. Thanks a lot. Until next time. I really do hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please do subscribe to this podcast wherever you normally find your podcasts, either iTunes, Stitcher, and also you can find our podcast at movementformodernlife.com forward slash podcasts. Also, please do check out the website and our app, Movement for Modern Life, where you will find some of our really wonderful teachers. And most of all, thank you so very, very much for supporting us. Please leave us a review wherever you found us and then that'll make sure that other people can find us too. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next time.